College Band Radio is proudly sponsored by DeMolin Brothers & Company. Whether you're taking the field in competition or flooding a stadium with your fight song, DeMolin knows that you take pride in your team, and DeMolin takes pride in your uniforms. DeMolin is the largest and longest-running manufacturer of marching band uniforms, guard costumes, concert attire, and band accessories. Find out more and shop online at demolin.com or join hashtag Team Demolin on at Demolin Bros on Instagram. Hey everyone, Jason here. Thanks for tuning in to College Band Radio presented by Demolin. This episode, I'm joined by Tennessee Pride of the Southland Mellow, AJ, and my fellow Purdue Mellow, Ian, as we recount the events from the 2021 Music City Bowl surrounding him and his viral quote, Hey man, I'm just here to play music. We discussed how Ian and I found out about the video from AJ during the game, and we also chatted about more fun interactions between fans and bands. If you like what you hear, you can find more of us on TikTok and Instagram at College Band Radio, Twitter at College Band RDO, and on YouTube at College Band Radio. We also have a merch store, so see our pinned tweet for the link to check it out. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, so basically we're just going to be chatting about, like, <clears throat> what happened. Um, I don't know if, Ian, like, if you know about what happened on my end of the band when AJ, like, first came over. It was, <laughs> I don't think I do, actually. It was, he came over and was like, hey, do you happen to know... Is there anyone in your I, section that has a gap in their front teeth? And I was like, I, I, I was like, so I know, I know exactly. I didn't, who I didn't you're talking know. About. I didn't know how to describe <gasps> you. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my was God, like, it was the perfect descriptor of Ian, though, because I knew exactly who you were talking about. I did. I didn't want to be mean, but I was like, I don't know how else to say this because I remember him from last night. I didn't catch his name, but the one defining trait that I did notice was the gap in your front teeth. I, it was so it, funny, though. It was, I, didn't, I didn't want to be mean, but I was like, okay, how do I make this quick and painless so I could actually go talk to him? It see, it, the best part is you had like a 50-50 chance of guessing the right um, side of the band, too, and you just guessed the wrong one. Well, I, was, was, I was initially looking for you because I knew, oh, if they see a random Tennessee fan coming over again, they're oh. going <laughs> to freak the fuck out. Unless yeah. they, uh, they're going to freak out. Like, uh, unless they didn't know by that point that something had happened, which I don't know your side of the story, but I guess I can start from my side. Uh, so I initially found out about the video through a friend uh, who has sent it to me over Instagram. Um, it was, I believe, the third quarter when I saw the video. It was during a timeout, so I could, like, sit down and look at my phone. And I saw it, and I was like, holy crap. And I showed it to my friends. It's like, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hung out with him last night. And she was like, wait, really? I was like, yeah. And I was like, I should probably go see if anything has happened or if he's okay. So... I just, I think, I can't remember. It was close to the fourth quarter, like in the end of the game, where I knew that there would be like possibly less people like walking around because they yeah. go uh, and sit down. So I walk over and first I look for Jason because I knew that he would most likely know where you were if uh, like you were, say, in the middle of the band. And I find you and I make sure to present myself not 
being mean because <laughs> I'm the whole situation was kind of, oh, it's another random Tennessee fan trying to come over and make fun of us. So after I locate you, I tried to make like just a simple apology and to inform you about the video. And as I made it quick, I saw out the corner of my eye, a director walking down. So I was like, oh, take pictures and shake your hand and then leave. But after that, I mean, the end of the game happened and we don't want to talk. I, I personally don't want to yeah. talk about that. I was, it is what it is. It's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, I don't think our side of the band knew about it at all, Ian. Really? Because I mean, like, why would we know? Well, about yeah, it? we didn't it's have, not like, going to get passed down. And like, I didn't see it happen. But I remember when AJ came out, I was like, "Oh my god, it's it, but like it's AJ." And then everyone else on like our side of the band were like, who "They like, god? like, who is this guy?" <laughs> and they saw like we actually it looked like we actually knew each other, so they were probably okay with it. And then after AJ left, one of the um, trombones came down and was like, "Hey, like, what, what was that?" <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, it's just it's a dude that we hung out with last night." And he was just like, "Oh, okay." So I guess like people were. I guess relatively, like, why is he, you know, as you might imagine, a dude dressed in orange and white talking to a member of the, the pretty Purdue marching band. band. <laughs> and then I remember, I just, it was just, it was just like thinking back on it, it was really funny because AJ Kim was like, "So is there a I'm guy with 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 a gap in his front teeth?" I was like, "Yes, yes, yes, <laughs> I know exactly who that." And he was like, "Well, I'll be honest, he made it on old row. It's not great. Yeah. Like, it's it's, it's like it's not, not great. Okay. He handled it well. It's not great." but i i wanted to know if he's okay and i was like well i i he's still here i think so he's on the other side of the band and yeah thankfully our side was fine because we were on the side with the purdue people like i guess we were the yeah. the border which for whatever reason we were the border and the other side poor ian had all the tennessee fans on that side Well, directly to my left was actually the the beats oh um, really so they, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the beats were actually the people who kind of were like just grabbing the guy and shoving him away that when he came back the second time, like, no, you need to leave. That's Boiler Beats, right, Ian? Oh, yeah, sorry. They're just our, like, um, we have another drum line that is just used for, um, they go around and do like tailgates and stuff on game day, oh, which I didn't know they okay. came to Nashville with us, but that's awesome. <laughs> so, Ian, maybe it was what was, what was going beat. through your mind when this whole thing happened? Um, well, honestly, at first, I thought the guy just wanted a picture because that's I mean, it's not too rare for that to happen. So he shows up, puts a camera in my face, like, OK, I, I'm at a selfie with the guy in the band. And then he starts talking um, You're like, oh, God. I was like, oh, this is um, this is a different situation than I expected. I'm just going to kind of freeze up and look forward and hope nothing stupid comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, nothing stupid came out of your mouth. Yeah, thank no, it all worked no. out. It was good. I mean, like it's it's it famous now. Shot. Which I, I mean, think I... what I think I find interesting about it is when we went to Notre Dame, AJ. Um, our directors were like, they were like, the Notre Dame fans might say something to you, and it might be very bad. But you just like smile, give them a nice boiler up, and just like continue on your way. They didn't say anything about Tennessee or mention the <laughs> fact that like we we'd be playing Tennessee in Nashville. They were like. It's going to be great, which I guess maybe the whole like COVID and Nashville situation was more present in their minds at the time. But like, it was just, it's just interesting that we were warned way more for Notre Dame, which honestly wasn't yeah. even that bad. They kind of loved us there. We get warned for home games against certain schools too, but they, I don't think they said anything about Tennessee. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's probably not going to be a thing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of the time, our fans do get a bad rap, but when the rap is deserved, it is definitely deserved. You've 
I mean, not to, I'm not going to call out any other schools, but especially in the SEC, um, fans are especially very passionate. I'm sure they're very passionate in the Big Ten as well. But I mean, it's like you want to cause damage to the football team, but you're too far away from the football team. And if you look to your right, there's a person dressed in a uniform supporting this school that you're facing against. So they're the next best thing to uh, like what that university represents. So it's attacking the university by like saying stuff to you. And it happens at football games all the time, even at home games sometimes, especially with our, our sousaphones, uh, our, how our sousaphones are situated in Neyland is that they have the back, the back rows, but the back rows are walkways. So there's people going behind them. And oh. if like a random fan from the other opposing team comes behind them and it's like, oh, look at this guy. I'm just going to mess with them. The sousaphones know how to deal with it. Like <laughs> kudos to them. They, they really don't deal with it like how you would expect Sometimes they can get like, they can like, they touch their sousaphones sometimes. I've, I've heard about situations like that, but I don't know how it is in the Purdue band, but the Tennessee band is very particular with how we deal with fan interactions. I mean, I can't say much, but I can say that it's thank you, sir. Go Vols. Look the other way. It, it does not matter who they are, what they look like. It's always thank you, sir. Go Vols. And you just deal with it. If uh, something more serious happens, we do have like private security. And there's also like uh, the security for the stadium that comes and deals with that. But verbal stuff, it's always thank you, sir, go balls. And just go on with your business. I want to imagine it's like worse in the SEC. Just I feel like that <laughs> fan base is just a lot more, let's just say passionate about football. I remember um, three years ago when we were talking with the Auburn Mellows, they were saying that they have to put like their biggest guys, the biggest people on the, like the outside of the ranks when they're parading, just so people like are discouraged from trying to like break into like the rank or something, which Ian, I don't like, I don't think we've ever had to do that at all. Yeah. I mean, not, not while parading. I thought that was we, like a, a normal, a normal thing to <laughs> <No>. do. <laughs> That's just a, I think it's only an S, like, I don't even think any of the big time bands do that. Like, what if all. the big guy can't stay in line? Then your line's crooked. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, how, though. How I always thought about it is that you have your uh, you, you have your guys on the outside, uh, especially like your taller guys and that people don't want to mess with. Then you have your um, shorter or you have your female um, members in the middle and you have your best marcher in the center. Uh, so they keep the line straight. Um, I think how do we do it? I think we do. We have our student leaders on the outside. All yeah. the time, and then, we put, and then usually yeah, like the, the next middle. best marchers in the middle to hold down the middle, and then everyone put, just kind of falls in from there. Yeah, for the most the part, people that need like more, like maybe attention and comments from uh, like about marching technique right next to the outsides because that's where the student leaders are. Yeah, the but, the section leaders as well as like seniors will also be on the outsides, um, typically just because they they know how to keep the line straight and they also don't deal with. I don't know how it is for y'all in parade block, but. Uh, when lining up for our march to the stadium, there's always people walking past us, Tennessee fans, opposing fans, and we never like for people to break through parade block, even though 
there's like two walkways on the road that we are. People are always trying to get to that other walkway. They just have to walk around. Some people don't like to walk around. That's why you have the section leaders, section leaders and the bigger guys on the outside. So people knows like, oh, there's an imposing figure right there. I'm <laughs> not going to try to walk through. There, there was a rumor for us that like, I've heard it. I don't even know if it's true, but I heard a rumor that you're not like legally allowed to walk through at least the Purdue marching band since we're still technically like a military. Like, oh, y'all are know, still like technically like, like ROTC. The, the rumor is that it is we're, we're not ROTC anymore, but the rumor is that um, it's like you get slapped with interfering with a military procession, which, <laughs> which I've never I, seen I, happen. I know, well, I actually um, the uh, Detective Manning, our like plainclothes officer who helps us out, he does give citations sometimes to people that walk mm. through. I have heard that. That's crazy, which is um, kind of I like that. I mean, it I mean, discourages people I, from marching. I would wish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish <laughs> the worst time that we had was even it wasn't even fan it was just the, the football team mm. like we were marching like down around our stadium and we had to like cut the band in half because the football team had to walk through which is very frustrating wasn't that that was the rose bowl team i thought they brought them back and they were trying to like get them all across the street or something it happened to us this year or yeah. something happened to us this year where like we had to stop the north end concert because we got so delayed on the march down well it was because they um they were bringing the Rose Bowl team back for the halftime show. Oh. Um, and them crossing the street took so long. It like, we almost, we basically didn't get to sit down for pregame, like before pregame. We just marched into the stadium, went out of the field and died. Going Actually going back to um what AJ was saying earlier about like fan interactions at Ross Aid. Ross Aid's our home stadium. Mm-hmm. It's, this year has been particularly bad with our own fans. Yeah. Which really? is like really annoying. Yeah, we had a lot of... um like little alcohol bottles thrown at us from our own fans, which is like yeah. really upsetting. Cause like normally you expect it from other fans, but the student, cause I don't know if it's different this year or not, but like we're sur- completely surrounded by students. And usually the people to our right are um, band alumni. Cause they want to sit by the band. Right. But then we have like our main student section, which I don't think they've ever thrown anything, but it's the people above us. And then to our like far right, that just love chucking stuff at the band. Apparently I've seen a lot okay. of people get kicked out of Ross Aid. It's kind of funny. We've had some nacho cheese get thrown at us on my side and like beer bottles or beer cans, like a big touchdown. They start waving around their cans and soak the band on the left side. You're just like, great. (laughs) I smell like beer. I'm not allowed to smell like beer in uniform. (laughs) Besides from that one interaction, like with that, that one Tennessee fan, I honestly don't think I've had any bad interactions with opposing fans. Yeah. Uh, I know Notre Dame chanted, where's your drum at when we walked past? (laughs) <laughs> that stung a bit <laughs> like, that's a little funny but <laughs> oh yeah it's like, like, guys. like you're attacking a, a drum <laughs> <laughs> oh actually in nashville i saw for some reason someone in notre dame garb asked me where is your drum again in nashville yeah, it's just like it's like you guys really i saw a lot of people that weren't in like the the attire of either purdue or tennessee in nashville and i was like what are you doing here i saw <laughs> a florida fan <laughs> I think I, I think I legitimately saw like an IU fan. Like at least there was a lot of cars with like IU license plates and stuff that are driving by, I guess to support Tennessee because they were just they just hate Purdue that much. Why and, would like, they support <laughs> us? We we beat them like two years ago in the Gator Bowl. I, I, they just love seeing Purdue lose. I guess that's the, but but I was like, if if they ever say anything like where's your drum, we can always hit them back with like where's your bowl game? Because mm. they didn't even go this year. That, oh yeah, that's very true. That, that. <laughs> Horrifically and they also lost to us go. like 44 to 7 or something crazy this year. Like we obliterated them. They were really good last year. 
I, I have honestly no idea like what went on with their program, but they're like they had a lot of transfers too. They trans like a lot of transferred out. I don't know what happened. Okay. It was a good year, and then it's like, like the, something happened. The, they're like the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten football wise. Football wise, let's baseball. Vanderbilt has us every time. Sadly, <laughs> isn't Vanderbilt always bad at football? I mean, historically, yes, but recently they had like several really good years. Um, that was also when uh, Tennessee was notoriously not as good, uh, especially since like ever since Peyton Manning left, it's just, it's not the best. So we've, we've had our good years, but periodically it's, it's just not where we want it to be. I feel like that's a- never really like a football powerhouse. Hmm. Like we're just like, Oh, every once in a while we'll have a good stretch of a few years. And then like, it usually goes away. Yeah. Y'all are like the the upset kings. That's all I've been told yeah. about Purdue is you upset the most random, really good teams out of nowhere. And then we lose to nobody. Like, yeah, so here's, we lose to nobody cool. here's the thing, Ethan. We we've Ethan, Ian, we've developed a hypothesis where it's like we've always played the level of the team we're playing. So it's like if it's a team that's really good, we'll play really good. Yeah. But then we'll go the exception of UConn, poor UConn. But like we'll go literally my freshman year, we beat Ohio State. And then we like immediately went back and lost to Eastern that. Michigan. Like, <laughs> oh God. What a year. We feel that too. Like, like sophomore year, we lost to Georgia state and they had a, a pretty good team that year, I guess. But after that, um, after losing to Florida, it was like an eight winning game stretch. So I have no idea what happened. Like with that Georgia state game, <laughs> there was a boat on fire outside our stadium. <laughs> it was a lot. Wait, so go- going back to, I guess, the bowl game that we are all just in, did you guys get any like bad interactions or do you guys even experience any bad interactions? I guess in the SEC, it's bound to happen, but especially in Nashville. Um, It's not, it wasn't what I expected. I mean, I guess that's just how the SEC is. I expected more like trash talk walking around Nashville if I walked past a, a Purdue fan, which I didn't get. But um, in the stadium, there were like several Purdue fans in front of me and my friends that were very uh, passionate <laughs> uh, during those last five minutes. And they like turning around and started like waving their hands and like pointing at people. They were like people pointing back. Um, a section over, I did see a guy <laughs> fall on top of a Purdue fan, and then they started to like fist fight. <laughs> so we love misunderstandings. Yeah, <laughs> but I'd say those like three guys were like the only big issues that I saw, minus like like that were around me. Oh, I- there there was one Tennessee fan that during like the last minute when Purdue got the game, like the tying touchdown for overtime, there was a Tennessee fan that threw a beer can onto, onto the fields, like into the end zone and everyone around him, the Tennessee fans included intimidatingly looked at him and started pointing at him. Cause we don't <laughs> deal with that. We don't deal with that anymore after what happened with Ole Miss. It was it was not a fun situation then. Oh yeah. We didn't want to have a fun situation in a bowl game that we could have possibly won. So we have good fans, but they can interchange very quickly. Yeah, I mean, also I did get to meet some of the good quote unquote Tennessee fans. There were actually some that were like, Hey, you guys are doing really good, like great job, keep it up. And I was like, Oh, that's so nice. And then like hearing after what happened to you, and I was like, Oh man, that is so unfortunate. <laughs> Cause like, honestly, I didn't really, again, I like never 
had any be- except for these like three guys that just did not know the words to Rocky Top or <clears throat> or could like hold a pitch. And it got pro- words, as you might yeah. imagine it, it got progressively worse every time they sang it. And I was like at the end, I was just like, oh god. <laughs> it's just like it's a it's a very catchy song. It's just oh. like they just were not in the right key or the right pitch. Or <laughs> I mean they got the woo. The oh, woo you always there. have to get the woo. The woo was there, but like the rest of it, I was like, oh, oh lord, this is Ooh, this is bad. But it was, it was like, it wasn't um, like Neilan where it had been like 120, 140,000. But it was, it was still pretty cool to hear it in like the full stadium ish, three fourths of the full stadium. Yeah, y'all had, neat. y'all had plenty of fans to show up. I, I was like, oh, wow, that it was more like one third Purdue fans. So I'd say like the, the other like uh, two thirds were Tennessee fans. Y'all had like a, a really impressive turnout. And I was, I was, kind of surprised usually the, it is pretty surprising what the what the boiler faithful can do for a, a game what were you saying i'm sorry to cut you off oh no no i i was like just trying to think back to um the old miss game like like i personally have like a very interesting experience because i've been a fan in a crowd at a college stadium and i've also been in the band in that same stadium and during the old miss game i remember specifically when I got hit with a can. (laughs) This was away from the band, but if you looked around the stadium, especially in the section I was, there was stuff flying towards the fields and it sadly went over the band. So I know several people that did get hit with stuff. Our drum major got hit with a a water bottle and and it's very unfortunate that fans can be like that. But it was, I mean, it was just like the atmosphere at that game. Like, I'm not dismissing what they did, but what they saw from refereeing or whatever it was, it was just one can can literally just do that to a fan base. And then the whole student section starts throwing stuff. Do you guys like, so it's when someone does get hit with like a flying projectile from an opposing fan base or like a student section, do what do you guys, do you guys just like ignore it and pretend it never happened? Or do you like try to find the person who did it and kick them out? Uh, I would say it's more of our grad student's job to report it to the stadium. Like if, if it's an opposing uh, like stadium, let's say like Brian Denny in Alabama, if something happens with an opposing fan, a grad student would escort them away and report it to the stadium security because I'm sure they're very specific about like rules and fan interactions with opposing band members because they wouldn't want their band to be treated that way either. Back to objects being thrown. My my first game in Neyland Stadium back in 2018 was against one of our like in-school colleges and the university gave the bright idea since it was about 95 out to give the student section like little hand fans. You never want to give something that could definitely be used as a projectile to a college student section. (laughs) They took the sticks off and started flinging the fans down onto the field. (laughs) And I got hit in the back of the head and it does not feel good when when you get your Shaco knocked onto your nose. Jason, were you still here when we did Musho cards? Yeah. Yeah, they there is this basically like payment app for local restaurants called Mucho. And every like student seat at the game would have a like plastic card taped under it. And if you put the code into Mucho, it would give you like some amount of dollars to spend at local restaurants. It's really cool. But it also meant that every game there would be like thousands of cards taped under the stadium. So it took like two weeks 
for people to just start fling them like throwing playing cards and try and see how far they could get them. And they, yeah, a lot made onto the field before they decided that that wasn't a cool thing to do anymore. Actually, I was not here for that. That's not no. what I thought it was. No, that was, um, you know why they did that? It's because probably no one showed up during the Hazel era. They tried to get them to show up. And then your first year was the year Jeff Brom came in and started yep. to change things. And my first year was his second year. So that was the year that they were like, we don't need to do this anymore because people actually show up to the game. But yeah, that seems like a terrible idea to have plastic cards that can definitely be used as like makeshift ninja stars. Yeah, around it was, it was great like picking huge up student them section. and eating for free, but... I mean, at least you had something that could be like used as monetary value <laughs> thrown at you. <laughs> We're seeing the bright sides here. Yeah. I guess they are just throwing like money technically at you, which is yeah. like all things considered, not the worst thing you could ask for. That's, I didn't even know that happened. That's, yeah. It's kind of bad, but it's not like, again, it's not terrible. Yeah. It's like they, they had to pick them up off the field, but it, it's like, and they weren't even like credit card thickness. They were like really flimsy plastic. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a heavy card. It was just like no, a cheap was, card that uh, they can get. Yeah. I just, sometimes, sometimes they just understand that they're college students, you know, and they're just like, well, this seems like a great idea. Like, like and actually back in high school, they gave the student section, like our school colors were red and black and they give them like red baby powder to like whip into the air right before pregame. And it just so happens that the wind was always blowing towards the band. So like what you, what you might happen, what you might imagine happening happened. And they just like didn't consider that like half of the uniforms were stained now. I mean, it's red, but like they're still stained. It's, ba it's baby powder. It's just like, I mean, we, had, so we did that with in my high school too, but I was always grateful that the wind would be blowing the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so the parents would get baby powder all over them. <laughs> <laughs> not not the band did you guys ever have any problems with like fireworks fireworks <laughs> yeah so like at, during our pregame they'd have um you know during the national anthem they'd like shoot off something oh, yeah 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 well it just so happened like whatever they were using or like whatever they were using to sh shoot things off was i don't know Ian, help me with the terms here they're just like super like they, they like powdery burn all the way so like there would be a cloud of smoke, but the cloud of smoke also had like still burning particles in it and it would get on your instruments and leave burn marks in the finish. So like a, a lot of the melophones now have like little black dots that you can see yeah. are definitely just burn marks on the lacquer, which, you know, it's not great for the horns, but the it took, I took it athletics happened, like three days, three days to stop doing it or three games to stop doing it. Because The first time it happened, um, we were like, hey, this is the problem. And if I remember correctly, they told us, oh, it was a fluke because of the wind. We're not going to change anything, and it won't happen again. And lo and behold, <laughs> and then... <laughs> it happened again. It happened again. <laughs> Dude, that was it, awful. We never had issues with, like, our pyrokinetics team. I feel like, I don't know if it's the height that Neyland Stadium is at, but or, like, their position of the fireworks. But all the fireworks are, like, positioned on the outside, on the very, like, top of our stadium. So whenever um, they set it off, there's, obvious, there's like, the overhang and then, like, the massive bowl. So any, I'd say, particles would probably get caught on that overhang, but the smoke just flies straight up and then gets caught on whatever wind stream that's over the Tennessee River. Yes. See, they released oh. ours from the field. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you guys got anything more? I mean, fan interactions in general, just across marching bands, college marching band, I guess. Like, I'd say fan 
fan harassment is like it's not it's not a new thing like it's fan harassment has been going on for like quite a while and like in these last few years there's been pretty like severe instances of it where it's made the news and i did find a a nice quote that i liked um from uh the tampa bay times and it was from uh bethune cookman's director and it's you want to really take it out on the football team, but you don't have access to them. But when the bands come by, it's the next best thing. And like I said at the beginning, it's very common for just people to yell stuff at you and for people to want to just make you feel intimidated. But it's another thing, like uh, in 2019, I remember watching watching the football game is Florida in Miami then hearing afterward that um that a fan had attacked the Florida band director and I was like holy crap that's not that's not something that you just hear every day but it's more common than you think because there's stuff that does not get press that does happen to band like band members like any Saturday like I have personal experiences where like some fans are rude, but they don't go too far. But other band members that I know have like, oh yeah, someone like threw something at me or said something really rude. It's it can be really intense sometimes. And I feel like it's up to the university to address it. Possibly like security help would like there's already security, but when stuff like that happens, it kind of calls for a little bit more change. Uh, and how that's conducted. I think what was fortunate this time was that it was on video. So like, as you were saying, it usually doesn't go because band members don't normally just have their phones out recording. So it's just kind of like, we never see it and you never hear about it. But this time, fortunately, it was recorded. So it was brought more to the public. And I'm glad that like, you can kind of see that people are now like stepping up and talking about like what happened and things that have happened in the past. And they're now bringing light to that probably would have never been brought up. So I do think that's really a really good thing for the march, the college marching community. I definitely agree. And just the, like, you can feel however you feel about an opposing school. Um, like, especially with like the rivalries that especially Tennessee has, but it's always to support the band that helps. And there's like, there's been support in the past, especially, I think it's the Red River rivalry uh it's oklahoma and texas after each year like on for that game they walk out together because they know whoever wins is going to try to intimidate the band and if their band is with that band they're going to be less likely to try to do something which i feel like is just an impressive show of sportsmanship between the bands yeah i I didn't know that, but that makes so much sense. And that's really nice, actually. I love doing that. Just like after an away game, we just get to walk out just as a big group chatting with the other band. Like we don't really get a lot of opportunities to say hi to the other bands unless we like organize it ourselves after hours, like at the bowl game. Well, guys, I think we have to end it there. But it's a very good time talking to you again. It was good to see you again, AJ. Of course, great to see both of (laughs) y'all. Hopefully, um, hopefully you guys are staying healthy in there back in back in tennessee oh yeah we're hopefully like during the school year it's more 
um, safe. We uh, we have a, like a mask mandate going on in classrooms, but between classes, obviously people are going to be like more risky with how they wear their masks. But I'm just hoping we don't go back online like we did in 2020. That was not a fun situation. Well, thanks again, guys. And I guess whoever's listening, stay tuned. There might be something after. I'm not actually sure. I just, I'm just here to talk. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the College Band Radio Winter Miniseries. If you want to see more from us, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at College Band Radio, Twitter at College Band RDO, and YouTube at College Band Radio. And don't forget to check out that merch store. The link to our Redbubble store is in our pinned tweet. Until next time. Uh...